Today on Bearing Up, we're discussing key components of getting the youth involved in ministry. And we'll also be sharing ministry tasks that work well for different ages. back everyone to bearing up i'm zach griffin the host of this show and with me today is noah eisenhower uh he is a returning guest and and i'm so grateful to have him back on uh he's the minister at the enola church of christ and where's enola again it is just outside of conway arkansas kind of little rock metro area yeah okay yep. well it's good to ha have you man how are you oh doing great man just preparing for the summer to do all these tasks for you so. Yeah, this is a it's a timely topic that we have today uh, because kids are getting out of school. They've got time. You know, there's youth ministers that they, they've probably got a good plan already, you know, but yeah. if not, <laughs> uh, maybe they could take some of the things that we're talking about today. Um, I think this discussion that we have is uh, going to be great for those involved in youth ministry, uh, youth leaders, parents. Uh, anybody in the church. Uh, I think we, um, you know, there, there used to be a saying, and I don't think we use the saying as often as maybe we should sometimes, but, you know, the, the saying, it takes a village. Mm -hmm. You know, and and really, uh, our, our youth in the church, um, there needs to be a lot of uh, supports that they have. You know, they have their parents, they have their Bible class teachers, they have the youth minister, they have all of that, but uh, the congregation needs to be supporting them. And uh, we are talking about today uh, getting the youth involved in ministry. Um, ministry has been pretty much our, our topic this this uh, season. We've been focusing in particularly on, on ministering in different ways. Uh, and so I'm very grateful to have you, um, Noah, to have this discussion. Now... You are you the pulpit minister there? Yeah, I am. Okay, um, that's what I thought, and that's why I think that's why this uh, subject actually piqued my interest. You gave me kind of a list of things we could talk about, is because as a, as the preaching minister, I feel it is incredibly important to be involved in the lives of the youth. That way, you're not just the guy standing up there yeah. on Sunday. Um, and some of my just like things I've been involved with have carried over as I've gone from I was a youth and associate minister before, and you know I'm still involved in some of those works. I didn't drop them all. I'm, I'm uh, work on the board at camp and direct a, a week there. Going to take a second week this summer, and so all those things I feel have kind of kept me connected, especially with the youth in our own congregation, and I think that's invaluable for for preaching ministers who kind of think, well, that's not my job. It's not my job to minister to the youth. And no, actually it is because yeah. you're still the minister of the congregation and the youth are included in that. That's right. And, and I think that, yeah, it's so important that, um, you know, for the, for the preacher, you know, he's got to build connections. You know, if, if people are going to look at him and him be more than a preacher, more than somebody that just gets up and speaks, but somebody that can actually minister and that they can see as somebody that they can go to and talk to or, or, you know, be friends with or different things like that. You know, that's why preachers go and they, they visit old, older folks in the congregation, 
people in the hospital. They try to build those connections, um, but we can't ignore the the youth too. Um, you know, they need mm-hmm. to because it's it's easy to think. Well, the kids aren't listening, right? They're not listening to my sermon. Um, but it's funny how you know even some of our seven and eight year olds they'll hear me say something at the pulpit and they'll look up at their their parents or they'll say to our you know their bible class teacher after the sermon we talked about that we talked about what mr zach said Mm -hmm. in class and and it's just it's you know they are listening and uh they'll listen better if we have good relationships uh with yeah if you've listened to them right yeah taking time to to talk with them and to listen to them yeah yeah. That where they know who you are, there's a relationship there, and more likely to to, to listen to what you have to say. I also think it's important. Um, do, y'all, do y'all have a youth minister? No, it's just me. So um, just you. Yeah. So it's part time here. So it's kind of similar. Like there's a part we have a part time youth minister here. Um, he does an incredible job. Uh, but even congregations with a full time guy, I think this is still an important conversation. Uh, and, and in that case, you need to coordinate with the youth minister so it doesn't look like you're trying to sideline him or anything like that. But it should be a partnership, and vice versa. The youth minister inevitably is going to be involved in the elderly, you know, the congregation. Like, you're not going to stay in those lines. Uh, but uh, I think a healthy church is going to have the youth minister and the preacher working together on some of this, with obviously the youth minister taking the key lead on the agenda for the youth ministry along with the elders, of course. But yeah. – uh, but I do think there has to also be that coordination between preacher and youth minister. Uh, like here, it's just like, you know, we're on the same side. We're trying to accomplish the same things. And so we're, you know, he, he takes the lead, but I try to support him and, and yeah. assist and help in any way I can, like in our VBS or whatever it might be. Right. Yeah, there, there's got to be a, a team. It's a team effort. Yeah. And, and yeah. maybe that's, you know, it's it's including the elders, the preacher, youth minister, um, you know, we've got a couple here deacons. that, yeah, yeah uh, we don't, we don't have deacons currently, but we've got, you know, people that are kind, kind of doing the work of deacons, uh, in a way. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, we got those individuals that really step up parents, uh, those things. So, uh, we're going to talk about, we've got four, um, key components, uh, that we have, and maybe, maybe there'll be some more we we'll get to talking and, uh, there'll be some things. And so for the first half, first half of this episode, we're going to talk about some key components about getting the youth involved. Uh, and then the second half, we're going to look at different age groups and see what, what some sort of ideas, I guess. We're going to share our thoughts on some things that, you know, these different age groups can do uh, to actually get them involved in ministry. So we could, it's, it's one thing to say, here's some principles, uh, and it's another idea because a lot of people just say, well, what can we do? You know, I know that they need to be involved. I know we need to get them involved, but what, what are some things that we can do? Uh, and so I'm looking forward to that part of our discussion as well. But, uh, so let's break this down. Uh, we've got some, some key components here. And number one, we're going to talk about being, being proactive about involvement and, what I mean by that is that we're talking to the adults. <laughs> uh, we're talking mm-hmm. to the adults on this. And it's because sometimes we we feel like that if, if the kids want to do something, they'll say it. 
but <laughs> that's just not a reality. I mean, like, it, it is, that's kids aren't going to say, "Hey, let's let's do this ministry." I mean, maybe if they are already involved in a lot of ministry tasks and they have been trained because they've been involved so much. But if there's very little involvement and there's not very much organization to it, you're never going to find a, a child that says, "Hey, let's let's just let's do this. Let's organize this big thing and go help this person or go do this service project or, you know, hey, put me to work." Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think that's. Uh, and even if they say, "Hey, put me to work," which I feel like is probably a rare thing. Uh, they're not going to know what to do or what, where to go or what, you know, what, um, what opportunities there are to serve. Uh, so sure. we, the adults have to be proactive. Uh, it's kind of like, I, I think about mentorships. Uh, no child is going to come up to you and say, Hey, can you be my mentor? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's just not going to happen. You, you have to have individuals to take people under their wing. I have people like that here and I'm I'm almost 30 years old and I have I have members of the congregation that they took it upon themselves to sort of mentor me uh and mm-hmm. encourage me. So uh you have to kind of work on trying to be proactive um leading Yeah, leading this kids. is This has always amazed me even probably since I was in high school. Every congregation I've been with there's kind of this attitude among adults, like the kids ought to take initiative on this. And um, while our kids just aren't involved these days or they don't want to be a part of anything or they, you know, they don't come up to us and greet us or talk to us or anything like that. And so how can there be, you know, healthy relationships between generations? And that's ultimately the goal, right, is, and we've done that fairly well among Churches of Christ. We're very congregational. Um, we, we're very inter- intergenerational. Part of that is because, like at Enola, for instance, uh, you know, you have so many members who are all related together. So they're at family gatherings. So they're very, it's a close-knit congregation where younger generations are very connected with the older generation here. And that's a blessing. That's not true of every church, but that's a blessing here. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I think that is particularly true among Churches of Christ, which I think is great. Uh, but sometimes the adults expect that burden to be on the kids yeah. to come and to, like, minister to them. And that just seems so weird to me, like yeah. why you would ever assume it is the kid's responsibility to come and to minister to you spiritually or to get you involved, you know, as if that was could ever fall on their plate of responsibility. Uh, and so that, that's always seemed odd to me. But, like, but what you're saying is right. This is, a, it's a, this is an adult job. This is a stronger Christian to the weaker Christian job to, to seek out relationship with young people. Uh, and ultimately to create those opportunities for them to be involved. A kid is not a child psychologist. A kid can't look and see, here's the things I need to be doing at this age that will help me grow spiritually or to help me grow emotionally or relationally, right? Whose job is that? That's for adults to look into, to know what type of things kids need to be doing, Um, especially when we get to the end here, the age-appropriate ministering and all that. You know, that's not up for a kid to decide, you know, Maybe you're not going to send a five-year-old to Haiti on a mission trip, but you might, you know, involve yeah. them in visiting the nursing home, those type of things. But obviously, that's not up for a kid to be able to uh, determine those type of things. It, it takes parent involvement, it takes adults uh, who are in leadership and planning, 
um, in coordination with whoever is involved in the youth program and definitely falls on the adult side of things. Yeah. You know, it kind of reminds me of like, you know, I have a lot of friends that live far away, like, like, you know, and, and mm-hmm. I think, I think sometimes, wow, I haven't talked to this so-and-so in, in so long and they haven't called me. <laughs> well, I haven't called yeah. them either. <laughs> right. That's right. <laughs> so, I mean, so there has to be like recognizing, okay, if this is going to happen, then I have to do it. Um, you know, sometimes sure. we, we may think that, oh, well, this is their job or such and such a job. And, you know, I was talking about this recently with the congregation here in Moultrie about um, the roles that people have and some some of our roles about just clerical things and things that need to be done. Like, you know, we have a group of ladies that, you know, always does such a good job, you know, with the you know, organization and cleanup of the fellowship meals and all of that stuff. And, and you got teachers and you got all these other things. And, uh, what happens though, when, when they get to be older and they just, uh, you know, mm-hmm. who's going to step up, you know, and it, it will, it will take when those people get older, it'll have to take people stepping up and saying, Oh, this is my job now. Uh, and I feel like it's like that for, you know, we could say, well, it's it's this person's job. And maybe maybe you have a youth minister and you're like, well, you know, what's the youth minister there for? <laughs> you know, but. Mm-hmm. But being proactive can be, hey, I think this is a good idea. Why don't we, you know, talking with the ministers and saying, you know, I see that this is a particular need. What can we do to get this started? I think that is. Yeah. That that's being proactive. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're taking you're taking the youth program by the horns and you are trying to take over. Uh, being proactive yeah. just means that you are. I mean, you're doing something. You're saying something uh, about, you know, how, you know, the youth can be involved more and and particularly with the leaders. Again, you you can't wait on the kids to say something about it. You know, yeah, you've got to you. I like what you lead them to that. I like what you said there about, you know, whether it's someone who is in charge of the fellowship meals or whatever, bringing someone with you to start showing them kind of how to do it, Mm -hmm. things that need to be done, and all that. You're kind of mentoring someone, even if it's not a kid. You're mentoring someone to eventually take over those jobs, whether it be the youth or whatever. uh, Which is why it's so important to start young is to start preparing people even as kids or teens, uh, perhaps teens who are already Christians that, I don't know whether they are or not, but to start doing tasks around the church that are involved in ministry. You know, I have a very, we have a very special group at our, our week of camp who it's particularly, all of our counselors are pretty young. And at first that kind of scared me. It's like, oh, we need some adult supervision here. <laughs> like, yeah. um, but, uh, but they're phenomenal. I mean, they're just so good because all of them grew up in this area. They all grew up with these opportunities for ministry that various people created for them. So you give them a task and it's like awesome. Like you just give it to them. You don't have to worry about it. It's done and it's awesome. Whether it's some kind of game for the kids, whatever it is. But I've found myself with adults sometimes trying to involve them in ministry. It's much more difficult because they didn't have a lot. A lot of adults didn't have someone who brought them in showed them the ropes of something and how to do it. Yeah. Whereas these, uh, these college kids have been doing it all, all through this time because this area is poured into our youth and 
you know, I'd rather give the task to the college kids sometimes because I know they've been brought along. Now, of course, you got to still create the opportunities. Some of this is going to be training adults to work with youth, and so there's that part of it. But my point is you can see the fruit of it even early on uh, yeah. in this kind of coming into fruition with being able to to minister well because they've been brought along the way, whereas even some older folks who should be more mature kind of look at you with blank stares when you ask them if they could help with something sometimes. So Yeah. Well, I think this kind of leads us a little bit into our, our the next key component and that is about knowing the group that you're leading and like like you have a group that you know a group of you know older i guess they're probably like college age individuals that like grew up in the program and now they're able to be counselors you know um you know you should kind of look at the the group that you're looking at and are they are they kids are they young adults you know are they children that are highly involved already um are they eager to do uh, a lot of things are they kind of you got like a fringe group of individuals which sometimes happens and sometimes it happens because they just they don't go to the youth events or they uh you know maybe aren't at services all the time uh and some sometimes you can have fringe uh groups um you have groups that are unenthusiastic are you are you kind of like coming into a program where there there hasn't been anything done uh and Mm -hmm. you're kind of just starting from square one or you you know are are you working at a place that uh there's always been you know we do this in the springtime we do this in the fall we do you know we have all of these things that we're always doing and they're always looking forward to them you know um how do you approach each? And this is kind of a difficult one for me because we've got, we have a pretty big age gap. We've got, we've got like, like I said, uh, when we were talking before we started recording here, we've got like nine kids in the, between the ages of three and 11. But I think 11 is the highest, and then right under that is like we got a couple eight and nine-year-olds, and then we've got, you know, a few that are like Graham's age, four and five, you know, somewhere around there. And then there's a gap. We have one junior in high school, and then we have like uh, we have we have a junior and a senior in high school, uh, and then we've got a few college-age students. And sometimes they're fringe because they're not always there and mm-hmm. not really sure how to involve them and stuff. And so it's, it's like, all right, how do you, how do you approach, you know, these, these groups of, uh, of people and, 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 and what sort of things do you do? Because I think involvement is one of those things. It's like more involvement, more involvement, more involvement. And it doesn't matter how involved you are. I feel like, uh, Maybe maybe if it's to the point where you're doing something every day, maybe you're like, okay, I think we're involved enough. But <laughs> I feel yeah. like involvement is always a thing that's that's being discussed. Sure. Um, so what do you, what do yeah. you think, Noah? So I'll just kind of go down the list there. So the best case scenario, right, is that at least when ministry is fun, okay, mm-hmm. and I mean like it's just a blast. Okay, is when you have a highly involved and eager group like 
and sometimes if you're coming into a work that's going to be your younger kids probably if especially if something hasn't been being done or whatever like it's to do with younger kids but you know if you've seen the youth groups that it seems like they're doing everything it's awesome um i worked with the youth group where it, like you said every day was was planned that was an internship and it was it was great when it was awesome the danger is with that side and where you need to know the group you're leading is even when they're highly involved in eager the answer is not let's pack the event with on or pack every day with an event yeah your responsibility at that point is to strategically think about what is going to be the best use of time, money, and energy of our ministry and of our families. Right. Right. If you go to an amusement park every day, right, your families are going to like be thinking, "Hey, we don't have enough money for this," you yeah. know, whatever. Yeah. So you got to think about all those things. But at the same time, be thinking strategically about spiritual health. Is okay. Are these events actually accomplishing what we want them to accomplish? Maybe you can break them up into categories of events that you might do. Um, you might have a kind of more a teaching focus event, then you might have a fun fellowship event, and you might have a service oriented event each month and kind of like break it down yeah. kind of like that. Um, it can do some different things like that. But um, just I think one of the dangers is when you do have that highly involved group is to just do try to do everything. Um, and ultimately, you're going to run the danger of burning them out and then creating mm-hmm. them on enthusiasm. Uh, or you're going to burn out as the leader, or the families are going to burn out because they're never going to be spending time together. Uh, and that's another thing is, especially when you have those highly involved and eager groups, is, and probably with all of these, uh, kind of my youth minister friends would probably be kind of smacking me on the wrist yet, but because I haven't said it, but like it should be family-oriented. Yeah. I think that's another way of creating margin uh, for you because uh, if you're a youth minister and you have a family, or a youth worker at all, or if you're just a parent, then obviously, right, you're, mm-hmm. you have a family. It's going to create margin for you if your ministry is kind of family-oriented. Um, and if you have a, my kind of thing on it was, is in those type of groups, you got to make sure you watch out for the kids who don't have family in the church. You need to make sure they're spiritually adopted, brought in to yeah. some type of mentor relationship as well. Uh, but having that family-oriented ministry that uh, is going to have some event take place in the home. Yeah. Is it may not be an event where you get together as the youth group, but something you know the youth program has planned as a curriculum for them to follow at home uh, to help the parents be able to guide their kids and all that. So I guess my point is in that first category, highly involved and eager, is just be strategic about it, though. Yeah. It's, it, that's fun ministry when everybody wants to do it and everyone wants to be involved. But you got you still need to be strategic. Is Don't just yeah. let the fire hose go and, and spread it everywhere. It's, well, let's, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Be very methodical about it and get it's the best be to where, from it. Um, I guess the, the thing that I think of, the, the phrase that I like to use is forward momentum. Where where are you going? What are you trying to accomplish with, you know, the kind of involvement that you want to do? Uh, I will say, you know, and you got to be particular about when, you, when you're talking about your group, knowing the group that you have. Um, you might have to ease into the things that you'd really like for them to start doing. So like maybe you say you have a group of young adults that you, you think would be great Bible class teachers one day. Well, how do you get them there? And what if you want to get them there? And right now they're very unenthusiastic and don't really want to be involved in anything. Well, what, what is the pathway? What is the thing that you can do to get them there? Well, that's, that might be the first step. How do I get them there? 
And you might have to focus in on events where you're just, your focus is about getting them there. Your focus is about getting them involved. Um, and, and, and once that, you know, presence is starting to, to get developed more and they're more, uh, routine in that, and they're looking forward to being together, uh, then you can start. And, I, and I'm not saying to do just fun things that have nothing to do with Christianity or God, or, you know, I, I think that you can still like throw devotionals in. You can do things like that, that are, you know, we are here for a reason, <laughs> you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. And then, and then start moving into more spiritually uplifting things and then start to get into to service projects and stuff like that. Cause like, let's say you have a group that's completely unenthused and you say, Hey, we're going to go pick up trash on the side of the road. I mean, they, they're probably going to say, Oh, well I have something going on. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. but if, if, the, if you've kind of developed relationships with them and developed, um, you know, that growth, um, that forward momentum, eventually you can start asking those things and they'll be like, yeah, I'll be there. You know, like they don't even have to think about it. They have to check their calendar. Like, Oh, we're going to be together and we're going to be doing something good, you know? So yeah, that's, that's what I, I think I mean by knowing your group. You, you, you need to kind of think about the things that will get them involved and, and do things that, you know, and, and I guess you could talk about ages too. Like you said, you're not going to send a five year old over to Haiti you know you want to do the age appropriate things um you know what age appropriateness is there to do uh you know a, a church-wide car wash day you know what 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 mm-hmm. ages would be appropriate uh to host a dinner for the seniors in the church um you know what would be appropriate uh for uh making cards uh for people i mean little kids can do that right you know they they can color on a sheet of paper and fold it in half and, you know, there, there's a card. Uh, so, I mean, just kind of knowing your group in that way as well. Yeah. And them knowing you kind of too is going to, mm-hmm. you know, kind of relationship is key yeah. because you mentioned, let's go pick up trash off the highway. All right. That's a hard sell if I don't know you. Right. Like if you're just like, if I've just kind of come, like I hear you preach on Sundays, but if it's Zach who, you know, you and I have a relationship when we went to school together. You're like, yeah, man, yeah, I'll be glad to help. That's different. Uh, I'll tell the story real quick just because I know Ben Hogan's been on the program mm-hmm. several times. And uh, uh, there was a time at Freed where uh, we were planning – Kai Beta, our club, did this thing called mud – you know, you know mud fight, but um audience doesn't know. So we'd have this big mud pit. You had to go dig it out. It took forever to get this thing going each year. You had to go dig out this entire pit for like 170 – college kids to run in and so it has to be huge and we were out of time like we didn't have time it wasn't going to work and so I came I was, I was just on uh on our floor uh, where all of our um our guys lived and I was just trying to grab as many people as I could I need you out there I need you out there I need help got to get this done it's not going to happen the events tomorrow and I came into Ben Hogan's room and uh and he was doing homework he was like being a good student like this was like a sophomore year or whatever maybe I don't know yeah sophomore year and uh, I was trying to get him to come, and he just looked at me like he wasn't going to do it, like it wasn't happening, <laughs> um, because he he was busy, he didn't want not want to go dig in the mud, but then he did, and he told me later, like, you know, the reason why I did, he said he saw a friend who was in 
need. Yeah. And I think that there was a relationship there. We were friends. There's closeness. And yeah. so, well, he wouldn't have did if it anyone, if anybody else. Random dude, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and so I think a lot of that is key is knowing your group. Well, yes, knowing like your the way you're uh, you meant it is kind of like knowing what they're going to be best at, what how to get them involved, where they need to go. Mm-hmm. That's all key, but also still having that relationship is going to be that's how you know. Yeah. Also knowing them and them knowing you is going to also be key to to being involved. Right. So relationship is 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 key here. So. All right, so um, number three is cultivate an environment where more adults are leading. Uh, And this is basically just the principle that if they don't see any adults doing anything, they're going to think, well, why why do I have to do it? Why are we doing service projects if there's not any adults that are going to get involved with it? You know, and and so when there are things like that, it's important that there are adults, that, that their parents are doing it. Um, there's a, there's a big attitude that, that often happens in churches where, you know, there's there's a need, and then it's like that would be something great for the youth to do, but the people <laughs> that say that would never do it. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's like, hey, yeah, that's y'all go do that, but but they wouldn't they wouldn't lift a finger to help. You know, sometimes that sometimes that's the case. Uh, now there are some people that say that's something the youth can do. And then they're also there, and they're they're helping too. And that's that's what we're talking about. Is trying to. It, it, it's not about, you know, we have a subsect of people that really need to be involved in ministry. We all, as the church, need to be involved in ministry. Um, and so mm-hmm. it's more about it's more about how do they how do we get the youth involved in the work of the church? It's not because sometimes it's like, the youth. Uh, ministry can be kind of like the youth is kind of its separate little junior kingdom, you know, and it's kind of its its own little thing over there. Uh, and a lot of times is when they start to get older, they graduate from high school and they're not going to the youth things anymore. They feel alienated because, well, they're not really in the youth and they're not really one of the adults either. And, you know, they just don't know really where to go. Um, so there's not going to be interest in in working or being involved uh, if, if, again, they don't see their parents doing it, if they don't see other adults doing it. Um, you know, it, it's, again, it's about bringing them into, you know, the church, the work of the church, and not saying, well, y'all go do this over here uh, because y'all need to be busy and doing something good. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, I was talking to uh, one of our church members this morning. He called and we, we just talk, you know, we talk about once a week, actually. And he's one of my big encouragers. But anyway, he's got a son who's older. He's my age. And uh, and I have Graham. We talk about being parents all the time. Uh, mm-hmm. But we were talking about how it's at home. A child feels like they they belong to the family when when they feel like they're an asset to the family. Uh, when you give them responsibilities and you give them things like Graham, he has he's got responsibilities. He helps put his laundry away. He sets the table. He always puts his you know he's got to put his shoes away in the right spot and put his laundry away and 
you know he's gotta he's gotta do lots of things he helps with the dishes sometimes he helps me cook sometimes you know like he's got these he's got to put all the toys away before we go do something else um and I, I guess what I'm trying to do with him is help him to understand and I will say Graham I'm so glad to have you a part of my family I'm so glad that I have help around the house to make sure that everything gets done and picked up and put away. So he feels like he's a valued part of it because he's got his responsibilities and he feels like he belongs, even though right now it's just me and him, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. and, uh, but the kids in the church, it works the same exact way. You know, how are they going to feel like they belong to the church if, if we don't help them to feel like they belong by giving them responsibilities, by giving them roles, by letting them know, you know, I don't know what this church would be without you and what you bring to the table. Um, so, mm-hmm. but that works, that only works when they're working side by side with the rest of the congregation in some way. Uh, and that's when the adults have to get involved. That's when the adults have to, you know, they're leading and they're doing things. And, and when you can bring a kid along. And so that's why I think that it's great. I think it's a great thing to bring kids along with you to like the nursing homes and, and stuff like that. And, you know, go visit the older folks. And maybe it's like you just go have a sing at one of the older members' houses, you know, or, you know, something mm-hmm. like that. That's a, that's a ministry. That's service and encouragement. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that's something I'm hoping to do with Graham is, you know, particularly him, but maybe I could start bringing some of the, the, the other kids too to go visit with some of our older members and, and go sing with them and you know, go sit with them and, uh, you know, things like that. So uh, there's got to be a cooperation, I think. Yeah. yeah. Any job, can you can have someone help you with it. Mm-hmm. And so... Bringing a young person along is, um, is invaluable because they get to see one an example of a Christian servant doing it and accomplishing something and it being successful, and then they get to every time they do it, it seems more and more attainable for them to do. So yeah, and a lot of times, a lot of times, what will happen is they don't want to go at first, but after they go, after they do it, they're like, yeah, "I'm glad I did that." Um, yeah, but yeah, but anyway. Yeah. Well, let's move on. We got one more, and maybe if you have anything else that you wanted to say, Noah, uh, maybe now would be a good one before we do this last one and then have our mid-roll. Was there anything else you wanted to add? Um, no, I don't, I don't think I have anything in particular. Okay. So let's, um, let's move on then to um, number four, and that is to keep Christ as the center of what you're doing. Um, you know, this is about that forward momentum that we're talking about. And uh, one of the books that we, I think we we probably both read at Freed Hardman was Christ-Centered Youth Ministry. Do you remember that? It was a red cover. And I think it had like a crown of thorns or so. something like that on the cover. But it was Christ-Centered Youth Ministry. And the very beginning of that book, um, there was an illustration from Mark 2 that has stuck with me Uh continually through the years and has has gone on to inspire me in evangelism and, and other areas 
of, of ministry. But the, the illustration in Mark 2 is you've got um, the paralytic, and he has his, he's got this group of friends. And Jesus is in this house, and there's people crowding the house. They've all flooded in, and it's spilling out of the doorway. And this group says to themselves, essentially, how do we get our friend to the feet of Jesus? Um, and so they use that illustration in this book on youth ministry to say, look, that's the goal. That's, that's what we are all about when it comes to being involved with the youth or try to get them in, 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 you know, to do things or whether it is Bible class or whether it is, you know, whatever it is, what we're trying to do is we're trying to get those kids to the feet of Jesus. Um, and so all of what we've talked about has to be built on that foundation, um, built on the foundation of, you know, what is this all for? We, we want all of our kids to grow up and be Christians. And um, there's a, I don't know if you've heard this, maybe from Kids Sing or something like that, some programs. Uh, do you, you know what true success is? <laughs> true success is living your life and going to heaven. And, uh, you know, Glenn Colley does that with Kids Sing. Uh-huh. And it's something that we're going to be doing here, and we have done in the past. We ask, what is true success? And the kids answer back, living your life and going to heaven. Uh, mm-hmm. True failure is living your life and not going to heaven. So so it's, you know, we have to realize that ourselves, if we're leading the youth, that that's the goal. That, you know, we want all the kids to grow up and become Christians. We want them to have their own you know, faithful Christian families, and we want them to go to heaven. Uh, and so um, the things that we do, the kind of involvement that we have, the way that we treat our kids and acknowledge them and respect them as we hope that they will respect us, you know, it all goes back to to that. Yeah, and I think sometimes adults can lose sight of that too. Mm-hmm. I remember very early on being in kind of a men's business meeting type thing. Um, I was a high schooler. They brought us in just to give us some experience, which is actually commendable that they did that because yeah. they're kind of doing what, doing what we just are saying to do is to involve youth and to bring them in, to usher them in. But one of the things that struck me as a teen was all we talked about was the building in this men's business meeting. Mm-hmm. Like that's the only thing that was ever discussed. It was how we're going to keep the lights on, how are we going to maintain the building, how we're going to keep the grounds, and all that. And obviously, all that is necessary. Like you got to talk about all that. Like there needs to be communication. Uh, but it just like bothered me. Like we didn't talk anything about how we're going to reach the community, how we're going to exalt the name of Jesus, how we ourselves are going to grow closer to Jesus and how we're going to train our kids to grow closer to Jesus. Now, obviously, that was, if you asked anybody in the room, those were the goals. Yeah. However, it just wasn't part of our conversation. And so sometimes I think adults, when they're plugged into their various tasks that they have in ministry, whether it be the sound, whether it be the, the building maintenance, uh, whether it be they're in charge of a particular event that happens mm-hmm. each year, like a VBS, it's really easy because we're human beings to just see those things as tasks that need to be completed. Yep. And even if you do train someone 
you're just training them to do a task that needs to be completed without the vision of like we're serving Jesus, we're the hands and feet of Jesus when we're doing these things. Yeah. We're, you know, if everything goes wrong, it's fine if we have exalted the name of Jesus, right? And yeah. I think we lose sight of that. And, you know, our our youth aren't going to see that if that's not forefront for the adults. And that's obviously also a part of the responsibility of leadership to keep them at the, at that at the forefront. Like, hey, this is all about Jesus. You know, these tasks might be stressful at times. But we're not here to just keep the building open. In fact, it's you know, that's not the goal at all. No. The goal is to to preach Jesus, right? And uh, so, anyways, I think yeah, that has to for it to be Christ-centered starts with the adults and should trickle down for the youth. Like we're not training them to do these tasks just to to accomplish them for the sake of accomplishing them. Right. And I'll never forget. Um what a parent said to me the first time during one of my youth internships while I was going to Freed, uh, you know, I had made a big calendar and I had kind of talked about with some of the parents, like what I was going to do, you know, and, and all of this stuff. And, uh, one of the parents said, you keep them busy, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> and I mean, but it was the way that it came out was kind of like, they just want their kid to be doing something during the summer. I mean, uh-huh. yeah, I mean, it, I mean, so what, what that parent, unfortunately, and I think what we all do sometimes, if we, if we can't, if we can't keep that, that focus and we, we do lose focus sometimes is it, it's not being involved simply for the sake of being involved. You know, when we talk about involvement, there's a purpose for that. And, uh, there's a purpose behind why we want the involvement. Um, you know, there's a, if your if your congregation has fellowship meals, right? The, the purpose of the fellowship meal is not so that we can all eat really good once a month. <laughs> you know, the, the purpose of that is to build up the fellowship of the brethren to enjoy the company Mm -hmm. of each other, uh, all together in one place. Um, you know, and for what purpose is that? Why do we want to be closer to one another? Cause are we not striving to attain the unity in Christ and the spirit of God, you know, Ephesians chapter four, Mm -hmm. you know, is that not what we're trying to accomplish? So, I mean, we do have to recognize the, the Christ-centeredness behind our, our mission, our mission with the youth and and all ministry. So, um, absolutely. All right, so we're gonna have a mid-roll, and uh, we are going to jump in uh, with the remainder of our time. We're just gonna kind of shoot off some ideas uh, that we have uh, for different age groups. So don't go away. We'll be right back. Thank you so much for watching or listening today. Uh, we thank you for uh, checking out this podcast. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, YouTube, or Rumble. You can also listen to our podcast on uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts uh, or wherever you'd like to listen to podcasts. Just search for Bearing Up uh, on those places. Uh, we want to acknowledge the Ministry Link. We are part of the Ministry Link Network. Uh, and. We are excited to be a part of, of that network. Uh, it's a lot of Christian resources that they offer. Uh, the network itself 
is a group of podcasters uh, and a group of individuals that provide Christian resources. Uh, and you can go on the Ministry League app and find a library uh, that Bearing Up is included in as, long as, as well as a lot of other podcasts. Uh, so check out the Ministry League app or their website, ministryleague.com. Uh, and check out the Bearing Up shop. There's a lot of great premium products there that you can purchase to support this work. Uh, we've got mugs and sweatshirts and t-shirts and all kinds of other things. Uh, we have, of course, Bearing Up apparel, but we also have our Rep Your Convictions product line uh, that you can check out. And thank you so much for, for putting up with this mid-roll. Uh, and we'll get back into our discussion. So let's jump back into our discussion. Uh, yeah, again, with the remainder of our time, we're just going to kind of shoot off some things that we think uh, would be great age-appropriate things that the kids can do um, in, in regards to ministering. We're going to begin with elementary school age. Um, the cradle roll is probably not... You're probably not going to get much out of the cradle roll. <laughs> so, uh, uh, but... You know, you probably get involved, you know, some preschoolers and, and elementary school uh, age is, is probably a good group to, to begin uh, doing some types of ministry. Um, so, yeah. uh, one thing that we have done here is, uh, as mentioned before, uh, kids can write cards and you can have a, a ministry where, you know, once a month they just make a bunch of cards and you can use them. Uh, to you know, send send out to people that are ill, uh, sick. Uh, one of the things that I involved uh, uh, one of our youth, and maybe you can do a rotation. And I had this idea, maybe that we'll start doing it. Um, we we had a little token gift for our mothers on Mother's Day, and he stood with me. He's six, and he stood with me, and and I had the basket of this little. There were pins. And uh, he, I would give him a pen and tell him who to give that to, uh, and he would go up and he would hand it to, you know, to that mother. And so uh, that was a way of sort of involving him. It was kind of an on-the-fly thing, but uh, maybe we start doing that with the bulletin. You know, the congregation has a bulletin, and you know, you have an adult greeter, but you could have a junior greeter uh, that, uh, and you know, I think everybody. Loves a, a, a small child smiling face saying, good morning, you know, and handing the bulletin, you know. And so that's something that's giving them a responsibility. They feel good about it. Uh, and I think everybody just ends up feeling good about it when, when they do something like that. So uh, that's a couple ideas uh, that I had. Maybe I'll come up with some yeah. more. Um, yeah. Yeah, for elementary, uh, all the ones that you said, Absolutely. To add to the Mother's Day one, something we did here was my wife uh, sat down with some of the elementary and middle school, and they made the crafts. They made a craft, some kind of gift for the mothers, and then they also passed them out. So, But they also, there was a day where they got together and like made whatever it was. And so that was a task that involved them. They felt really good about They were excited about and they each craft was actually it was something they got to custom it was earrings and they were able to customize the colors and all that yeah. and so they really felt like they put their mark on it you got you saw some pretty interesting colors i'll say that <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh 
Uh, and then nursing homes is big. Uh, taking the elementary to to visit the nursing homes, take them uh, with adults, of course, taking them to visit some shut-ins mm-hmm. and to, to spend time with shut-ins. I love that. Uh, people who are stuck at home, um, whether it be older or because of health reasons, and when you can, of course, because like I said, with health reasons, uh, incredibly encouraging to, mm-hmm. that everybody loves um, kids. Everybody loves to, to have that around. Of course, probably, you know, know your people too, know who, yeah. you know, if, if that wouldn't be received well, then, then you should know that as the minister or whatever. But uh, so that that can be another area of an involvement. You want to move to middle school? Um, yeah, before we do, um, we, uh, uh, another thing that you can do is you can start getting them into last leaders, uh, you know, different things like oh, that. Okay. Uh, and that's another way of kind of training them up for leadership and stuff like that. That's, I feel like that's more of, uh, older kids when you start to get to middle school and high school. Uh, but, uh, you can start and you may not be able to do competitions or stuff with especially younger ones, but they have good material and you, you have things like that. Um, we're, we're trying to do some things like that because we have such a big group that are, you know, elementary school age kids you know they get up and they learn how to do prayer and you know lead singing and things like mm-hmm. that and uh you know leading yeah. singing on singing night you know that's a good thing to to kind of you know they yeah they feel that's some uh you know they feel valued and they feel like they're doing something uh of value yeah when you do things like that yeah so. start getting them involved doing scripture reading early all that those type of things if there's ladies class and thing with the little girls and all that mm-hmm. um, get them involved practicing doing those type of things something you trigger a thought is make sure you get them to camp get yeah. them to camp I'm telling you man i didn't grow up going to camp started in high school i wish i would have grown up i went when i was real little and then there's a big gap um it may or may not have been little league years but uh <laughs> um that uh Go to camp, yeah. Miss the ball game, you won't regret it. Yeah. I mean, man. I, I do want to say um, about the visiting a lot of people those, too. I mentioned those college. Do what? Uh-huh. Uh huh. Oh, I should say, and a, a lot of those college kids that I mentioned were kids who had grown up going to that camp as well. Yeah. And so they felt invested, they felt involved, and they all love coming back to that each year. It's just a hallmark for them. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned the nursing home. Yeah, I want. I wanted to go back to. Um... Yeah, what you were talking about, like going to visit the sick or the nursing homes and things like that, uh, you might have to look into, like if you got a really big group, you might have to let the nursing home know ahead of time. Uh, oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. If you, um, you know, if you have like just a few, it'd probably be fine. Uh, and mm-hmm. I, I would probably avoid hospitals at elementary school age, um, you know, depending on the situation. Uh you know, if they're really young and there's IVs and wires and all things like that. And, you know, it's uh, sometimes the situation can be kind of hard. You know, you might have individuals mm-hmm. in your congregation that are, you know, or they've been members for a long time and they're a lot older. And I can think of several people on my mind that are not there mentally. Uh, and that would be a hard mm-hmm. thing, uh, I think. Yep. for for younger kids so you really ha- you have to think about what you're what you're doing uh in in that regard I, I know that's probably common sense i probably don't even need to say it but uh, i don't know uh, that, you got to think about what yeah good doing. point good point so 
Yep. Know your people. Yep. All right. So let's talk about middle school. They're a little bit older, you know, and uh, they can they can do a little bit more than what elementary school can do. Um, and uh, I'll let you start this one up. Okay. Um, middle school. Um, but a lot of them are, especially most youth groups are sixth grade and above or seventh grade and above. And so starting to get them involved in some of the things that the youth group's doing. Um, they can start doing the yard work and the raking leaves and all that, those type of things. We had some middle schoolers out on our work day um, doing, one was power washing. So they can, they can, they can do a lot more than you would think yeah. at the middle school age, especially upper middle school, like, you know, eighth grade or so. Uh, and so there's a lot that they can do. Um, you know, all the landscaping on those work days, you know, those are, and those are good. You're kind of doing it with all the other older members there with you too. And uh, we just had ours and it was, you know, the, the middle schoolers were right there, right with us. And it was, it was a good time. And it, it's a bonding time too. You know, we had to rip up some bushes. So the, um, you know, we had some side by sides and some trucks there to, you know, take the rope and the chain and to pull the bushes out. And they got a real kick out of that. Like, I think that meant a lot to them to, see the adults kind of having fun and ripping bushes out of the ground and stuff, you know, kind of, yeah. kind of YouTube videos of, you know, you'll, you'll see with that, but they enjoyed that. They got to be a part of that and enjoyed it. So just like work days in general, uh, of course, visitation with them too. And let's go ahead and just say the nursing home thing can go with all of these, like yeah. all that's very all age appropriate. So I won't use that example again. And at, at the point of middle school, you're kind of getting a, at least some domestic missions, right? They can do some things mm -hmm. here. You know, if your church does mission trips, I think you're getting to that age uh, that that would be uh, appropriate and uh, could uh, could do a lot for them. And, of course, elementary, too, if your parents are alone on one of these trips, you know. I wasn't kind of our joke with Haiti earlier. I was just saying that as a joke. <laughs> but, um, of course, if you're with your parent, whatever. But, um I'm talking about where you're not, you're just with the youth group or something. Just fly. So, yeah. Um, and so you kind of can gauge your, you can start going on some trips at middle school with the youth group, you know, whether that be like Rush or some other youth rally. That was kind of when I was, you know, Mabel Bell, the work I was at last is when I started taking them on trips was kind of middle school. And, uh, yeah, so I guess off the top of my head, that's what I got. What, what do you got, man? Yeah, I think those are all great. Um, you know, and I think that that is that is when you really feel and when they really feel like they're, you know, they're doing something good when they are when they are doing some whether it is a, you know, we're telling people about the gospel. You know, we're telling people about Jesus with the, the mission work or, uh, you know, we're really helping somebody with a service project. I feel like sometimes, though, those events can be, you know, they're spread out. You know, you may, we you may not have you know, once a month, you know, a service project at somebody's house. You may not have that many houses to go mm -hmm. to, you know, to do something like that. Um, you know, so those service projects might be few and far between. Uh, and so I'm just kind of racking my head right now about what, what, what could middle schoolers do, um, you know, on the regular to kind of to help out with the congregation or help out, you know, because I was thinking about like, elementary school kids they can kind of help hand out bulletins and stuff you know i'm thinking oh. what, what can the middle schoolers do maybe they could clean up after fellowship meals they could kind of clear the tables and wipe yeah. the tables you know that's that's probably more regular sometimes um the, do what 
depending on the size of the church and how complicated it would be, you can start bringing them in the tech room and yeah. help out with that. I did in middle school, but we had a fairly simple setup. We're congregation about 100, so you know, yeah. you get it to like a thousand member congregation, it's going to be a more complex system and it would be more difficult. But, uh, but especially at our smaller congregations, they can, you know, start learning how to click the slides or, uh, you know, start learning how to turn things on, get things set up or, or whatever for the morning. Mm -hmm. So press record if, if you're recording the lesson in some way, you know, whatever it is. They can start learning how to do those things, start learning how to, like, again, we have a fairly simple camera set up and our young Every once in a while, we've got some middle schoolers who will come up and, you know, I want to turn off the camera, I want to turn on the camera, and so anyways, they'll they'll do that, and I'll let them do it, and put it, we put ours away each time. It's not a permanent setup, it's more of a, like a movable camera on a, on a, on a, you know, a, a mic stand, and so they help tear it down each time, so there, there's things like that. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, there are things to be done, and I think sometimes, like, you especially I feel like ministers, you just, you know, there's, there's things that you do, you know, I, like, like that. Yep. I have, I have to set up our, you know, our live stream every time, you know, right now, but somebody else could just ease just mm -hmm. as easily do it, you know, and it, it could be a job yep. that you could maybe give to a middle school or a high school student. Um, yep. So, well, let's, let's move to high school. Then. Yeah. And, they know what they're doing for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, really they, they're coming up in an age where they, I mean, they know what computers are and they, they know what to do. And, you know, they, they, yeah, uh, they're in the classroom. I mean, computers in the classroom all the time. So, I mean, they're, yep. they're used to that yep. stuff. Ours is all basically run on the phone too. So, I mean, hey, so that's, that's kind of our plan is to start ushering in some, some high schoolers at least. So that leads us into high school there. But, uh, yeah, let's go but, ahead. Uh, it, uh, but they, uh, they're obviously very apt to do that. So any technology, say you want to run your Facebook page or Instagram, whatever it is, that's a way to get high schoolers involved. You may not want to just give it to them. You might want an older adult on there as well so they can monitor it all yeah. and kind of make sure there's just not anything accidentally done or something just, you know, posted, you know, kind of be funny, immature, yeah. you know, something like that. You have to be very you know, careful about check. who you choose to do that, you know, but yeah. Yeah, you do. Um, but there's some very mature high schoolers out yeah. there um, who have the capabilities or at least consult them. Like, hey, what are some of the images? Can you pick out some scripture images for us to be posting? Kind of like, they're going to be probably better. Yeah, they're going to be <laughs> better at that than probably our older adults because they know what looks good. Hey, why don't we let, allow our high schoolers or even young adults to help design the website? All right, because yeah. I have a feeling our older adults don't know what looks good on a website, um, and, and the younger are going to be more apt mm. to, to know that. Um, other high school things, all right, you're definitely getting into the time where they're able to do real work. There, I think some more mature high schoolers, especially with parent, um, you know, in line with parent approval and all that, are ready to even do some international mission. Uh, I know plenty of high schoolers that have done that. Uh, yeah, so that all opens up on a weekly basis, some things. You've got some high schoolers who are going to you know, start doing some sermons, mm -hmm. uh, start teaching Bible classes, uh, both guys and girls teaching kids Bible classes. I, I taught some kids Bible classes in high school too. Uh, so that, that's all kind of getting opened up. Um, something we really push at our week of camp is junior counselors. We'll always have a bunch of junior counselors. Because we realize that's going to that's going to be our 
cream of the crop for who we want as counselors here in a couple of years when they graduate. And so opening up those opportunities for them to come and they're basically counselors. They just don't have as much of this. They don't have any disciplinary authority over any of the right. campers, but yeah. you know, they, they do all the same tasks as, as counselors do. And uh, yeah, so high school really starts opening it up that pretty much anything an adult can do a high schooler can. Yeah. The only difference anything would be that's not really administrative. The appropriateness. Right. Yeah. Anything that's not particularly just, yeah, administrative, and, you know, but I mean, they could do, you know, pretty much whatever. Yeah. Um, oh, one thing I didn't mention for middle school, high school. Yeah. Middle school or high school <coughs> is counting, counting. If oh, you yeah. keep a record of attendance Oh, that our middle school is to do, do that. They, they go and count and our high schoolers do do. They'll be the people who count, collect the cards or whatever it is up yeah. and down the aisles. So, yeah. Right. Um, yeah, there's so much that high schoolers can do. And, and maybe maybe if they're not ready to teach right away, they can be a teaching assistant. You know, they can be kind of yep. thrown in somewhere where they are kind of working and, you know, um, kind of seeing how things work. And, you know, eventually you want to get them to where they can be teachers as well. But, like, I mean, you kind of – you yep. can do things to kind of ease them in and, you know, um, yep. I, I think that, you know, your ideas about the tech stuff, that's, I think that's a great regular thing that you could do. Um, you know, um, you know, I think that, uh, training, I think high school is when you can start, uh, you can really start to, to delegate and, you know, this is, this is your job. And, you know, this is kind of a thing that you can do. Uh, and, you know, there's good oversight over that and there's good communication and partnership. But, you know, if, if you've been working with them from middle school and high school and, you know, you can say, uh, you know, hey, this is this is an area of work. I'm trying to think of particulars because we're trying to share ideas here. But, uh, you know, mm-hmm. what are some particulars like? Maybe maybe it's a. Uh, you know, trying to get to know the congregation uh, through different means. Uh, and if you got where the high school, because a lot of the times what happens is you got, again, you got the youth group and they know each other really well, but I, they don't know, you know, sister so-and-so that's 72 years old and, and they couldn't tell you what her name is, you know. Um mm-hmm. So maybe there's some things that you can do to kind of, um, you know, help that because after high school, you know, they're, they're adults, you know, (laughs) and I mean that, you know, lovingly, but, (laughs) uh, but they're part of the congregation and, and they, I mean, they are in high school, they're in middle school, elementary, they're still part of the congregation, but, but I think that you know, even more so they, they feel like they belong to the whole unit, uh, that we want to, we want to instill that we want to encourage that. And so maybe something that they could do is, you know, you give them a list of, uh, some of the older folks and they just try to check and see if they're there on Sunday morning, you know, Sunday morning is the time that they're there, you know, and you give them a little list and maybe it's like, I don't know, five or six people that are kind of here or there, depending on how, how they feel. And you can say, all right, so if they're not, if they're not there, 
uh, somebody needs to give them a call and check on them, you know, and maybe, mm-hmm. maybe they can do that. Maybe they can say, you yep. know, Hey, you know, we missed you and, and we love you. And, you know, that's all it really has to be. Uh, but they're doing something. They've got ownership over, uh, you know, a particular thing that can, can really encourage, you know, helps them to, to be accountable, helps, you know, there's, there's lots of things along those lines that you could do, uh, to try to encourage and maybe that's something that you could probably even do with the the young adult group too um so, so mm-hmm. let's let's wrap up with that they're the young adults you know maybe they're you know college students or even after college a little bit uh and you know they're they can be fully accountable you know they can be fully uh you know they can be fully involved uh you know, they can drive, <laughs> you know, yeah, uh, they can leave. I think, so this is, I'm thinking, I'm thinking like this is, so this is like college to like late twenties. Or yeah. I mean, yeah, you could or say 30? late, late twenties, mid twenties. Okay. Yeah. So I think this is the group that we probably undersell a lot because yeah. um, we don't know what to do with them. Right. And and there's a lot of tasks, especially this, and you're getting into like, usually once again, 30s, it's like, okay, they're recognized as a member that you would give pretty much anything to. Um, but I would even say at this time in the 20s, this is when a lot of young people have a lot of vision, a lot of excitement, and a lot of energy mm-hmm. uh, before, a lot of times before they have kids and all, all of that. And I think we underutilize them. I would go back to churches do really bad on social media really bad yeah <laughs> usually yeah and uh this would be uh, we mentioned high school but this would be an area you could give to a young adult with less supervision someone you trust just like you would any like someone in their 40s you would trust too um except that the young adult is going to know what to do right they're going to know they they understand social media believe me mm-hmm. uh, much better than you know a 40 year old running the social media stuff um you know, if you still need supervision as far as like spending ads or whatever, then that's fine. But I think you need to involve them in that way because that's where their skills, that's, they literally grew up. We all grew up with phones in our hands. Us probably closer to like middle school, high school is when we got ours. Now it's starting like yeah. early elementary and all of that. Like they know how to use social media and know how to use phones, get young adults involved in the tech. That's going to be the things that they're interested in they're capable of they know and how to use it i would say we need to do a better job at utilizing our young adults and kind of young married couples Mm -hmm. and designing our buildings like designing rooms renovating because so many times like we spend all this money to renovate something and i say this in love but it looks like a funeral home (laughs) you know and it's because but you know, it's, it's, it's an out of style. It's like now we spent yeah. all this money and we still look like it's out of style. But man, what an awesome way to involve the young people. Like mm-hmm. they're all flipping their houses right now. Yeah. Like <laughs> they're making, they're taking old houses and making them look brand new. They've got young people just have that ability. Mm-hmm. They know what, you know, they're watching the shows. They know what looks good. You know, you're going to give that task to somebody. So why not give it to someone who's going to make it look modern? There's nothing wrong with looking modern, right? Mm. Every building that's ever been built looked modern at one time, hopefully when it was first built. Yeah. 
sometimes new buildings still look like they're from the 70s, right? I don't, you know, but <laughs> because depending on who designed it. Right. And I don't say that to be rude. I'm just saying there's a skill set that younger people, and that's one of the skill sets younger people tend to have. Not to say, you know, I'm speaking so generally here. Like, I'm not, obviously, there's older people who are really good with design and all of that. But just generally involve some younger people. Say, how would you design this? Even if ultimately they're not going to be the ones going out and shopping and getting the product, at least involve them, yeah. get a committee, involve them in the process. And I think they would feel really valued. Uh, because when I talk to young, young adults, obviously this is not a Christ-centered issue, like, you know, whether or not what the building looks like. But one of the things young people will often talk about is just how out of date the building is. Um, yeah. And so involve them in that. Yeah. Uh, that's obviously something they're passionate about. Right. And yeah. I think things will look a lot better. <laughs> yeah. And you made a good point. I, when I when you said the word committee, I was like, oh, yeah. You know, because, you know, a kid that has gone up through the youth program, you know, they they know what's good. They know what's you know, needs work. You know, they can be the consultants now as, OK, well, what what do you think that we need to do? Uh, with our youth program you know they can be you know maybe you have a youth committee and you've got um you know they just they just jump in they they join in you know whether they are you know young married uh and can offer the input of growing you know growing up in the group but also now having a young one uh or maybe they're they're not married but they're you know a young adult and they can kind of tell from their experience um you know, and get involved in that way, um, you know, to, to work with the elders, to work with the leadership, you know, and, uh, I was thinking, all right, what was I doing in my early twenties? And, uh, I was doing youth internships, <laughs> you know, so like, that's mm -hmm. not something, you know, beyond, I mean, I did a youth internship with, with one year of Bible education. So, I mean, like, uh -huh. That's something, yeah. you know, the things that youth interns do is something that young 20s can do. You know, you don't have to have, yeah. you know, a lot of experience doing it. You can just say, well, what would be a good idea for the kids to do? You know, and so you can kind yeah. of say, all right, you know, we want to we want to give you a role here. And, you know, maybe maybe you have a youth minister, but maybe you can have kind of have somebody, an associate youth minister, unpaid you know, just a position that, uh, you know, that somebody can come in or maybe maybe you have a junior. Uh, maybe the youth committee is just made up of of young marrieds and, you know, young adults. And you have an elder that comes in and just mm -hmm. he kind of, you know, shares the ideas with the other elders. And, you know, he just kind of is a silent, you know, silent ear listening to sort of the plans and, and some of the things that they want to do and. Um, yeah, so there's, there's a lot, there's, I feel like we've only scratched the surface with all of this, but I mean, I feel like yeah, there's young adults can serve as good mentors and, yeah. you know, as far as bringing them in the program, it's invaluable for, uh, the, like for teens, for youth to have mentors that are older for sure, mm -hmm. the intergenerational ministry. But I think it's also valuable for them to have someone just who has recently gone through what they have gone through and have been faithful uh, can be valuable for them to be able to build those relationships. And I apologize, there's a bit of a lag, so there's a couple times where it seems like to me you're done with what you're saying, and then it moves on, so I apologize. It's all right. It'll all work out in editing. 
Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, is there anything else you wanted to add or anything that uh, we've failed to mention in this? Um, I think one thing that I just was thinking about is, you know, how, what uh, what a blessing it would be if, uh, you know, from a very young age and continuing on through, you know, through middle school and high school, uh, what if what if kids had a really really good relationship with the elders and with the preacher, mm-hmm. you know? So, you know, they should be involved uh, in these things as well. You know, I feel like sometimes the elders are like, well, I've got all of these shut-ins that I need to focus on, and I've got all of this other work and this shepherding with these people that are coming in, and I've got all these problems, uh, and it's very easy to hand off the, the, the kids to, you know, the young people or the youth minister, you know, just hand them off, uh, you know, youth deacon. Um, but, you know, they need to be involved in that too. But anything else you wanted to add or say, you know, about any of this? No, man, I appreciate you inviting me. It's always an honor to sit and talk with yeah. you. Yeah, I've really enjoyed it. This is a longer episode. And, and that's fitting because this is the, the final episode of, of season four. And uh, I just really appreciate having you on, man. It's It's always good to to have discussions and and maybe maybe hopefully i'll get to have you on next season too yeah yeah man looking forward to it all right uh well we're gonna have a prayer and uh noah has our servant spotlight today so right after our prayer uh he's gonna uh tell you who the servant spotlight is and and kind of highlight uh an individual that has really shown a servant heart so please stick around for that uh let's go to god in prayer God, we thank you so much for this discussion that uh, Noah and I have had and and that we've been able to share with our listeners. And we ask your Lord that you'll help us to be encouraged to uh, do the work of ministry uh, wherever we are, whatever roles that we have. um, Help us to understand that there is a need uh, and that need can only be met if we are proactive and in the way that we set out to do these things, dear Lord. And pray the discussion that we've had um, has inspired both of us and our listeners uh, to some good ideas as some things that we can uh, do to help our youth. And and we ask your Lord that, uh, again, regardless of where our roles are uh, and, and how we are involved with the youth, uh, help us to, to keep Christ in the center of all that we do. Uh, we thank you so much for his sacrifice for us. We thank you for the blessings that we have because of him. Uh, we thank you for the hope of heaven that we have in Christ uh, because uh, we may be washed in his blood. Uh, ask your Lord that you'll be with anyone who is not a Christian that's listening. Inspire them to become one. Obey the gospel. I thank you so much for Noah. I ask that you will bless him in his work, his ministry, uh, that you'll bless his family, that you will uh, continue to guide him and watch over him um, as, as we both continue uh, in the work of ministry. Uh, we thank you so much again, Lord, for all the blessings we have. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. So. All right. The Servant Spotlight. All right. So the Servant Spotlight this week is Brother David Riley. He is the minister for the Mars Hills Church of Christ 
in Bologna, Arkansas, also just outside of Conway, Arkansas. And he has done so much in this area. Like if you meet anybody in central Arkansas, there's a good chance they know who David Riley is. He's just he's so known here because of his servant mindedness. He's really involved with the church camp here. He was a um I mean central part of the creation of Camp Areopagus here in Conway, Arkansas, uh, which is overseen by his congregation there at Mars Hill. It's really his baby uh, that he got going and has poured his life into. Uh, it's about six, seven years old, and that man has been part of every probably detail of that camp, making it happen, uh, a lot of it out of his own wallet and certainly out of his time and energy. Uh, but in line with what we're talking about here today, about getting youth involved, we're doing a spiritual leadership camp, uh, which is kind of like a preaching training camp, uh, but it's for we're trying to market to all people. It's anybody who wants to grow spiritually, any young men. We've also got a separate week for women uh, run by a different group. Uh, but uh, Brother David and his wife have made it possible to make that free. And, mm -hmm. and so, again, just highlighting his servant-mindedness and willing to uh, – to invest in youth, as we've been talking about today. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing, Noah. Again, it's good to have you on today. And uh, we thank everyone for watching or listening today. And see you next time.